Podcast from the start. All right. You know, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Welcome, uh, everyone out there in Pod Nation. A word and a cool phrase that I collected from my special guest. That's right. I've got a special guest on my couch. Woohoo. Her name is Shannon, and we met at the Buzz Advocacy Conference. You may remember me from a few episodes ago. I was one of three guests. No, I'm sorry. Three guests. Four, four, four. of us speaking. There were we had the surprise guests. That's true. Um, yeah. So uh, we 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 recorded the first podcast. I was on in Annapolis. I'm now here on Lauren's couch in Washington D.C. That's right. She is my first returning guest, and also, as you can see, since she's in my home, my real friend. Which uh, she she posed the question to be my real friend at the Buzz Advocacy Summit when she asked me to do improv. Isn't that right, Shannon? Well, here's the thing. We had this amazing session at the Buzz Advocacy Conference from an improv um, performer and teacher. <laughs> uh, and, and really the whole thing was about like different forms of communication and opening yourself up to different lines of thinking. And I thought it was so interesting that, you know, I've been looking for some new hobbies. I thought maybe I want to do some improv and who better than Lauren. Uh, so I, I asked her if she wanted to do it and we just kind of knew yeah, that we were going to be real life friends. Yeah. And what I heard her say was, I want to improve my communication skills. You clearly need to. Let's learn together. <laughs> and through that, spark a true friendship. So this is our second time hanging out outside of the conference, yeah. and I think it won't be the last. I, you know, and the podcast has really just changed so much for the better since the episode that I did. I mean, I was just listening to the last one with uh, Music Man Mario. Mar Mario. Mario. I never know how to say that <laughs> no. name now because I'm originally from Ohio, and we say Mario, like the Mario Brothers, but people on the East Coast say Mario. It's weird. I've never heard anyone say Mario. Yeah, until they you say said that. Earlier, they so. say that like in New Jersey and stuff. Yeah, that's a unique accent. Yeah, it's very and, and in Philadelphia too. Um, so anyway, Mario, ha shout out to Mario uh, uh, from Habitat of Greater Miami. Anyways, let's just jump into the nitty gritty. Shannon has decided she wants to contribute an idea to segment segments. What's the segment? Helping me create segments for the show. Yeah. Anyone who knows me knows I am a uh, news junkie, as they call it. Um, I'm very big into politics, very big into current events. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, we can talk all all about everything that we do that makes us feel good and, and is good for the world. But there's a lot going on out there that um, is really interesting and we should talk about. And so this is a segment I'm calling Doing Good in the News. Ooh. Well, Shannon is sitting before me with a notebook and some notes on it because she did take notes to prepare for this segment. That's what I call preparation and dedication. I am very prepared. Uh, I've always been a very good student. <laughs> um, and, you know, I continue to, to practice those studying and preparation habits long into my adult life. So as I was on the train down to DC, I thought, I'm going to prepare for this. I'm going to um, research this one story that I had in mind um, to talk about on this episode. Uh, Lauren, did you hear about this? Um, 
Okay, I have to take a time out. <laughs> Lauren has a cat named Momo, and she's a really little black kitty, and she's adorable, and she's currently kissing Lauren on the mouth, and it's absolutely adorable. And now she's going to try to do it to Shannon, but oh. Shannon's allergic to Momo. <laughs> but I don't care. She's Ooh, really cute. Whenever she kisses you afterwards, she walks up, like she backs up with her mouth like slightly open <laughs> and like looks at you, and it's my favorite thing. Okay. Okay, so that's what we're doing to feel good right now. Yeah. Kissing Momo. <laughs> um, so anyway – uh, talking about this story, Lauren, did you hear the story probably a couple of months ago about this couple who their car broke down on I-95 and this homeless guy gave them his last $20? Um, I didn't. And I'm going to go ahead and say, since I moved out of Florida, I listened to NPR a lot less and I, my news mm. consumption in general has gone down just because when I ride my bike, I want to listen to music. So... Okay. I know I feel like that's a terrible thing to say in D.C., but I'm very out of touch, and I have not heard this story. That's okay. I mean, this really was like kind of a local Philadelphia story, which is where I live and why I know about it. It it went national, but, um, you know, it, it originated really locally. And basically what happened was this couple was on I-95. They were driving. They were cruising. Something happened to the car. I don't know if they ran out of gas or whatever, but they broke down on the side of the road. What are they going to do? Um, they were sort of shit out of luck, as they say. And somehow they came across this homeless man who had his last $20 that he gave to them to help them get out of this pickle that they were in. Um, and that in and of itself is just kind of an amazing thing, right? Somebody who is that selfless to say, you need this more than I do at this moment. Um, and the couple felt the same way. They were so touched by this act of generosity that they ended up starting a GoFundMe page for this man, um, telling the story of what he did for them and asking people to donate to basically a fund that would buy him a house, um, you know, and help him set his life back up. He was just um, down on his luck and, and he deserved a chance. And so, um, you know, they set this up and it ended up going viral. Did you see it? Do you go on GoFundMe often? Um, no. No. I feel like GoFundMe has gotten real trendy I mean, I have set up a few crowdfunding pages for my individual fundraising efforts for Habitat and the like, but mm. I'll be honest, I don't search for uh, charities to give my money to, which uh -huh. I really should. Yeah. I, but I mean, your your entire career is wrapped up in service for a particular yeah. nonprofit, so that makes sense. But I appreciate um, people on the outside who are spending their time on GoFundMe. I mean, it's it's one of those incredible things about the way that technology is developed and the good that social media can do mm -hmm. as much bad as, as it does. Um, you know, people are funding these things that, you know, healthcare costs and, um, you know, things that people would never be able to pay for themselves mm -hmm. are now able to cover the costs of because of the generosity of complete strangers. And it's only made available through this technology. So I think it's an amazing thing. And in this case, it really was because it went viral. Um, everyone was so touched by what this man did that 14,000 people donated. And, and when was this? How long ago was it set up? I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. I know it was within the last year. Wow. Um, and about $400,000 was raised for this man. I think the initial goal was like five to 10000 I mm -hmm. don't think it was very high. So um, a huge response from, you know, the GoFundMe community really um, 
you know, praising what this man did and, um, you know, giving him that second chance. But the story doesn't end there. Uh, I, um, I was surfing the web the other day, as, as some do, and I came across a headline that really shocked me. Um, and it was that this man, can you guess what this man did? I have n no idea. Okay. Did he create a GoFundMe to fund them back? Um, no, but um, we the story has has gone from being very positive to pretty negative pretty quickly. Um, you know, I initially thought this couple was so great for what they did. Now I'm I'm sort of second guessing myself. Mm -hmm. Basically, this man is suing this couple, and when I first heard that, I was like, "What the hell? Why would they? Why would he?" What? Like yeah. they've only done great things for him. Because um, they were like exploiting him or something? Well, so basically, um, you know, they raised $400,000 on the GoFundMe page, which translates to about 360000 after the fees for GoFundMe. And uh, they had claimed on the GoFundMe page that this was to go to buy him a house, set up some trusts for him, you know, get him all kind of ready to start his life again. Um he claims he's only received $75,000 of that in cash, goods, and services, and that the remaining money is not there. Um, the couple claims that they've given him $200,000 and that the rest wow. is still in the account, although their lawyer has now said that there's no money left in the account. So there's definitely some weird, shady things going on with the accounting in this. Um, Basically, the man got a lawyer because he was tired of kind of the shady dealings behind this whole thing, and now they're in court arguing about this. Um, you know, he deserves his full $360,000 that was raised on his behalf because mm -hmm. of what he did, and he's claiming that this couple has not given him the full amount, um, and that he's alleging that they've spent it on themselves, basically on... Um, you know, lavish trips, spending sprees. They bought themselves a BMW. None of this has been proven, um, but there are pictures on social media mm -hmm. of these um, this couple who, you know, work in government jobs, don't make a ton of money, make you know a middle class income, doing these crazy things that would cost a lot of money that they otherwise maybe wouldn't be able to afford. So, um, the judge has has said, you know, everyone needs to show up in court. To date, it's really only been the lawyers in court arguing about this. Um, she's ordered the couple to give the rest of the money to this man, although um, that hasn't happened because, according to their lawyer, there's there's no money left. Um, and now they're they're about to do some, you know, computer forensics to try to figure out where this money went and what happened and what what this couple may or may not owe to this man. Um, it's just really kind of sad. Yeah. And it seems like a really complicated situation because they aren't representing like a 501c3 or anything. So it seems like they don't necessarily, there's no like legal obligation to give the money to the man, but they're just taking advantage of so many people out there who like trusted right. them. And it kind of like <clears throat> sheds a bad light on, not on GoFundMe, but it, it can like displace like trust that people right. have in fundraisers. And, right. So to... If they somehow find that, you know, $200,000 
that was supposed to be given to him was not, then they will pay him $200,000. Um, it's not clear how GoFundMe is going to prove that money was misspent. So um, to me feels like, I mean, you're right. Like there's no like, yeah. legal obligation maybe in the terms and conditions of GoFundMe, yeah. you know, it's written, but um, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out because I mean, one could assume that a lot of this exploitation could take place on a platform like this and yeah. really take advantage of the good nature of people. And I mean, the man has lost a lot in this, but so have the 14,000 people that gave their money. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to play like the devil's advocate, but I'm sure there are people out there that are arguing like the man should be happy with any type of like funding that he received. But like who knows what his situation was and like if he's trying to rebuild his life and like who knows if he had a family and mm -hmm. if he probably has outstanding debt or healthcare issues. We really have no idea. So right. that $74,000 or however much he got might not even make a dent. And you can't buy a house, I'm assuming. Well, yeah. So I don't know. This is just a complicated and sad situation. It is. And I don't really mean to bring things down, but I, I mean, I thought that was initially such a great story. Yeah. Um, but now it's just like such a sign of our times. Like mm -hmm. people using a situation like that to to garner social media fame and to make a lot of money. And then, you know, who knows? All of this is alleged. Nothing's been proven. But um, but this is really a, a do-good thing gone wrong. Yeah. And um, it's sad. Yeah. It sucks because, like, a, they initially had good intentions, you can assume. Mm -hmm. um, but then, like, the taste of money. Uh, we're about to run out of time, y'all. We need to switch the tapes. But this has been the most serious and heartfelt podcast yet. Stay tuned. Thanks, Alexa. All right, guys, we're back. Alexa, turn it up a little bit. And we're listening to Pandora, not Spotify. Mm, we're not listening to Spotify ever again. No. This podcast bans Spotify. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, full disclosure, I work for Pandora. And maybe soon I'll work for Pandora. I mean, that's why I really brought you here today. I was wondering if maybe you could possibly hire me at Pandora. What are you looking for in a... Well, in a awkward on a podcast. <laughs> am I qualified? What job can I do? And when and how much is the pay? Um, I don't feel comfortable divulging all of that information okay. over the air. What I will say is um, Pandora is an amazing company to work for. They um, have all kinds of people who work for the company, most of them in Oakland and New York, which is basically our two headquarters. Um, although we did just open up a headquarter in Atlanta as well. Shout out to A-Town. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's better than Spotify. It is um, longer running. It is an American-based company. Um, it employs 2,500 people or so people in the U.S. 2,501 after tonight. Mm, yeah, after we hire Lauren. Um, and, you know, we have the algorithm that no one else has. Um, so listen to Pandora. Check out the new Pandora Premium. It's pretty awesome. We're not using Spotify anymore uh, because it's bullshit. Also, um, the algorithm of Pandora brought us together when they sponsored the Buzz Advocacy Summit. They sure did. Um, yeah, so I want to go back, though. Okay, I'm sorry, yes. It's okay. Um, we don't need to talk about the depressing story anymore. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, to kind of bring it around and say, okay, what is a new good thing that you've seen happen in the world recently? 
All right. Thank you for asking. We actually did. I didn't see this um, with my eyes or read about it in the news, but I did hear about it from one of my friends. And I want to read it. I'm hoping that if I click out of this recording uh, thing on my phone, I can. So we're going to test it really quick. It's still recording, y'all. Okay, so we actually did receive some do-good-in-the-world news today. Um, Let me just pull up this post. So basically, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, and I won't mention any names, had babies. And so the father of the babies wanted to hang out with the children so he used all of his vacation time because he didn't have paternity leave um wait can we take a minute yes it drives me crazy that there's companies out there that don't offer any paternity leave i know like i understand not offering i don't know what some of the new tech companies offer crazy like months of paternity leave but a week or two to bond with your new baby i know it's absolutely insane Hmm. time in (sighs) Come on, companies of America, get with it. Join in with like Switzerland, the Netherlands, those other countries Basically that. Per- any Scandinavian yes. Country. So, essentially, this guy ended up using all of his vacation time to hang out with his babies because they didn't have one baby or two babies; they had three babies at once. Wow! I don't want to give any more information. Did uh, they know they were having three babies? It doesn't say in the status, but I assume the answer is yes. I'm usually... What, what do you mean by status? I'm reading someone's Facebook status. Oh, okay. That was submitted to me in a screenshot, and I was told they couldn't disclose any names. Got it. So, shout out to the person that sent me this. But basically, every his friends in the company donated a few hours of their own vacation time, and then the owner matched their contribution, and he has 90 vacation days now to spend with his new three babies wow yeah and it's just so nice like it just it shows you that there are good people in the world that are willing to sacrifice their like precious vacation i'm doing quotes air quotes and just benefit this man and now we can like create priceless memories with his children and like can you imagine being the mother of these three kids and your husband not being able to take a single day of paternity leave and all of a sudden you're Managing three babies, three babies, and you—I miss—are these their first children? Like, never having done it yes. before. That's crazy. Yeah, and I honestly can't believe that I didn't even think that. Aside from creating precious memories, that the mother needs freaking help. So, <laughs> well, yeah, like never taking care of three babies. No, I'm never taking care of one baby. Like, <laughs> not aside from like nursing. Is the mom nursing three babies? Like, is that even yeah, possible? Yeah, she's like rotating. Wow. She's like a rotating baby <laughs> feeding machine. So I'm really, shout out to that guy's work friends and boss for donating their time. And shout out to that woman's mammary glands because, yeah. man, are they working overtime. And both of their reproductive organs because they did something right being able to produce triplets, right? Totally. Unless they, they did, because oftentimes you get, like, twins and triplets when you do um, artificial insemination. Hmm. Well, then shout out the science. <laughs> it all comes down to science. Yeah. It's great. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to do the news article, though. Yeah. And I appreciate that person sending me the screenshot of the status. Me too. I'll share one quick story that I had from today. Um, I was um, I was at home before I came down to D.C. and I was getting a lift because I only ride Lyft. I don't ride Uber anymore. Also, round up on your Lyft rides, you can donate it to Habitat. 
Did not know that. Now I do. Also, you can get miles of Delta and JetBlue on Lyft. There you go. Um, Okay, so (laughs) I was riding on a Lyft, and, you know, I was getting picked up in, like, a busy downtown street in Center City, Philadelphia, and um, I run over to the car when I see it, and I see there's a woman in the back seat. I'm like, what the hell? Like... Did I accidentally do a pool or whatever they're called? Which ew. Ew. Gross. <laughs> I've never done one before, though. And, like, and I'm not against it, but, like, I didn't, I was like, yeah. what did I click, you know? And <clears throat> the driver rolls down her window, and she's like, could you get in the front? And I was like, okay, sure. Um, so I get in the front, very confused. And the lady in the back is not from this country. Aww. Um, you know, speaking kind of broken English and the lady up front's like, I just have to, to drop her down the block and then, you know, we can go like, I hope that's okay. And, uh, you know, I, whatever it was down the block. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. Um, so we, we dropped this lady off and the driver's like, she's right there. It's, it's this building right there. And the lady, okay. Okay. And, and she's kind of older and she gets out and the driver turns to me and she says, I just found her. She, she was saying that she wanted to find the way to the subway in Philadelphia because she needed to go visit her daughter's, um, a dentist in Philadelphia. I wanted, it was here to visit her and wanted to go see her office. And I just didn't think that she should be riding the, the SEPTA, which Aww. is the subway in Philadelphia by herself, not speaking English very well. So I just, I offered to drop her off That's while awesome. I was picking you up. And I was just like, you rock Raquel. <laughs> Raquel was the best. Five stars to Raquel. Five stars for Raquel. Tipping and rounding up. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Um, you know, you, not a lot of people would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking about myself in a foreign country, not really able to speak the language, mm-hmm. trying to find somewhere, navigating the crazy public transit, transit system, and that kind of kindness from a stranger would be very well received. Amen, sister. Yeah. Well, if we're going to talk about Lyft right, drives, I'm going to go ahead and bring one up really quick. I had a Lyft driver pick me up at the airport um, when I got back from Florida this past Monday. And, like, sometimes your Lyft drivers want to talk, sometimes they don't. And this one, she was, like, kind of talkative and we were, like, laughing and joking. And she asked me, like, what I did here. And I told her I worked for Habitat and then told her I came here from an AmeriCorps program. And I was like, AmeriCorps is, like, the Peace Corps but in the States, which, like, a lot of people don't know. So I just give them that very basic rundown. And she's like, oh, I did AmeriCorps. And I was like, what? Like, what did you, like, where did you serve? And it turns out she served at this, um, basically this, like, alternative living shelter type deal in Georgia where she lived in cabins and basically, like, helped independent living youth that were at risk um, and had, like, some behavioral issues. And she was, like, really interesting and we, like, shared that in common. And then she told me that she's lived, like, all around the country and she, but basically she starts these, like, singles meetup groups wherever she lives and she started one in dc and she wanted to like do like a volunteer thing with our like local chapter and she also wants to be in the podcast so not only did she do americorps she's very interesting she um started a singles group she's probably gonna find me my husband yeah so for all these reasons combined i think she'd be an excellent guest well we should bring her on and speaking of we, I think now is the perfect time for me to say, hey, Shannon, do you want to be a reoccurring co-host? Not guest, but someone that we can inter- like interview people together because I think you're like a grounding 
spiritual, brilliant, note-taking, <laughs> uh, prepared, and productive woman. And I think you really would be a great addition to this podcast because a lot of times I get off track and oh. I ramble. I love it. Yes, of course. <gasps> I've always wanted to be a star of, of <laughs> a some star. sort of medium. She's going to be a big star. And since I work at Pandora, it only makes sense to be a podcast star. Exactly. So how about every possible time oh that doesn't matter we can hang out we might consider either talking about a future podcast or we'll just go ahead and record one yeah in fact we can um we can promo the podcast with my husband because that's i've heard i've heard a snippet of the stories he's gonna share y'all and you need to just either call out of work spend the whole day preparing to listen or just sit down relax grab some snacks and Maybe get, pour a glass of wine and yeah. a bath. Because he's got some funny stories and he's got some sentimental stories. Yeah. Some some really do-good stories for real. So maybe there's a chance that we can record this when I go to Philly in two weeks. Either on the Thursday or the Sunday. There you go. Maybe, Maybe. no pressure. All right. Well, to answer your question, yes, I will okay. be a recurring <laughs> co-host. Uh, I will be bringing back the doing good in the news segment. And um, maybe coming up with a few more while I'm at it. Good. Because we don't have a lot. It's just friends hanging out. You know, people get lonely and they like to listen to our sweet voices. Yeah. We're very sweet, sweet, sweet voices. Well, I kind of lost my voice from that restaurant earlier tonight. It was so loud in there. I was like yelling at Lauren. Shannon did a work presentation for me I and did. I took notes. <laughs> and so you do take notes and prepare for things. I know. But I could have just listened. It was very captivating. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to share the information with my team. Yeah. All right, y'all. Now we have two minutes left. We need to make a decision if we're going to record a little more. Do you want to do shit corner? Yeah, I think we should record a little more because I might edit some of this out. Okay. And well, by edit, I mean I have to upload all of the little 15-minute segments onto a free website called Audio Joiner. Then I have to clip it with Audio Clipper, and then I have to re-upload it and download it a thousand times. So if anyone out there is listening, we still need sponsors. Is that your shit corner? No. That you have to do all of that in order to produce one episode? No. We're going to talk about Shit Corner in the next. We're going to hopefully pull up the Shit Corner song on oh, okay. uh, the computer we have here. Because now we're... We, let me just tell you about the setup really quick. <laughs> this is called Guest Describe Things That Are Happening in the Room. Okay. We've got a little microphone <laughs> clipped to the couch that is not actually being used. Connected to Shannon's computer that is not on. And then we have um, my phone here that we're recording on. But we're going to use Shannon's computer to now play song Songs. Sounds. Sounds and songs. And the thing is, we were using Shannon's computer to record 15-minute segments. 15 of them got deleted. Oh, we have 56 Oh, in 56 seconds, we're allowed to record again on Shannon's. Because we're using a free service, and they make it difficult. I wish, yeah, you guys don't even get it. You just get to listen to this beautiful podcast. You don't even know about the work that goes into it. All right. Momo's kissing me again, so I gotta go. And we're back, and it's time for Shit Corner. We are entering <laughs> Shit Corner.
Thanks, Mario. We just used Shannon's laptop and put it near my phone to add that. All right, so it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Shit Corner. Mm. You know, I didn't agree with with Mario when he said that he felt he we, you didn't need to connect with people about shitty things. That sounds like we've got a few. <laughs> sparking. With Mario. I don't know Mario, but I think people connect just as well, if not better, over shitty things than great things because. Everyone has shitty things in their life, but no one thinks shitty things happen to other people, right? Especially in yeah, the age of with social, social media. media. Jinx. Ooh. Can't talk the rest of the podcast till I unjinx you. Wow, do you remember that game? This one time I spent an entire <laughs> car ride not talking when I was really young because my brother jinxed me. And I, like, I was such a rule follower that I thought I could not speak again. How ridiculous is that? You can speak. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was Shannon's dream from Drew to have me silent so that she can take her rightful place as lead host and only host. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I think um, Shit Corner is a great segment because it really lets us get some stuff out. I agree. Everyone, you know, more and more people that I've been talking to lately have been openly sharing the fact that they are in therapy. Yeah. And it makes me think... I should go to therapy. Or I think everyone should go to therapy. Because it's basically a person who is paid to sit there and listen to you and be like supportive and try and help you. Yeah. It's like a friend. I mean, granted, your health insurance is paying for them, but like they're... And you guys probably don't like hang out with each other and braid each other's right. hair like Shannon and I are doing right now. <laughs> but I, I do think it's, you know... A verbal outlet is good for everyone. Um, and I don't think that there should be a stigma around it. I just yeah. think it's kind of a silly stigma. Like, You know, and it's it's not silly that people have to result to a therapist, but it's it's also kind of interesting that we sometimes don't feel comfortable sharing, like, the bad things that are happening in our lives that we need. I mean, sometimes therapists provide you with solutions and, like... Mm-hmm things to help you like tactics to help you deal with anxiety but sometimes you don't know how to share your feelings or what's happening with your life with the the people that you're actually closest with right and more often than not you end up sharing something with a therapist and they don't even say anything yeah you get benefits out of just speaking about it out loud Mm -hmm. because to your point like you can't speak about it to your friends or family and or not that you can't but you are limiting yourself from that and just talking about it out loud lessens the importance of it yeah because you really build things up in your mind um and then once you speak speak it out loud it sort of like loses some of that fear and importance surrounding what you build up in your head yeah and if it it also just helps things feel more manageable completely like maybe i don't know i'm like sharing all this anyways let's just do shit corner <laughs> let's use this time you know what America, we're America, Greece, and Spain are <laughs> countries that have tuned in religiously. You're a therapist now. Listen to us. You can't speak back unless you, you tweet can. at us. You, you can, can tweet at us. You can email us. You know, we have... Now you that can, If you email us stories, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, now that we have two co-hosts, maybe you'll be, you'll be more intrigued to communicate. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, so, Shannon, do you have a shit corner? Um... I feel like my shit corner is always the weather. But here, <laughs> but I'm going to take it to another level. Ooh. Global warming. Oh. 
Are you sure you want to bring this in in the last 15 minutes? No. No, 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 no. Yes, you should. Here's the thing, though. I, what made me think about it is it's so hot and humid today, and it's been so hot and humid every day for, like, the last month. And I'm just over it. I'm not... This body is not built for heat and humidity. And, uh... And this body's not built for heat and humidity. That's... Sure ain't. Okay. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's just, like, fucking turn to fall already. That's all I got. Yeah, I like fall, too. And then another thing about global warming is it's so hot outside, so naturally you want to go inside, make it cooler, you want to put your AC on more... People get mad at you for making your apartment be 68 degrees. Who would get mad at you for that? Many people. And so, well, honestly, we're contributing to global warming by making our apartment. It's like an endless cycle. That's my thing is like, I, I, I recognize the human cause of global warming, but I also recognize that I'm a big part of that because I love air conditioning. Yeah. You know, like I love it more than other things in life. Me too. It's so great. It's one of my favorite things about my current apartment. In a different episode, I'd like to tell everyone about the benefits of the inclusionary zoning program because they don't highlight it. Yes, let's talk about that on our next co-hosted yeah. podcast. After your husband's. So, after your husband's. I think it's such a good example of government done right. Yeah. The next time you're in D.C., we'll talk about it because then we can take pictures of the place. Cool. Because if I wouldn't have found this program, I would be living in a shithole, and now I'm living the life of luxury. Because most people... Li- can only afford to live in a shithole in a big city. Because the government doesn't... Prim- uh, we'll talk about this. Later. We can talk about this right. for 45 right. whole Tune minutes. in next time. Yeah. No, in two or three more times. Two or three but, more times. But um, really quickly, I'll go ahead and... Wait. Within every shit corner is an inner tickle. Is there a benefit? <laughs> what? An inner tickle? Obviously, Shannon has not listened to the past two episodes <laughs> entire, in I, entirety. No, no, I've been very busy lately. Well, you've still listened to more than most. True. Um... <laughs> No, it's not necessarily true. Um, so, so basically, an inner tickle is a, like sometimes when you get a massage, you feel like you. Ha- I feel like the people that do listen to every episode have had to hear this definition a lot. But <laughs> and there's at least three people that do listen. So when you get a massage, sometimes something tickles, but it's actually your body masking the pain. Mm. So even if something is painful and sad, it's a little bit happy, and it's a tickle. It's an inner tickle. Mm. So do you have an inner... Okay, she's giving me a look like she doesn't like it. <laughs> Does it have to be, like, the inner tickle about global warming? No, it can be, like, but yet you cooled off or something. Oh, like, okay. eventually things... So it doesn't have to be, like, the silver lining of the Global shit. warming. Well, it's kind of... Like, how did you personally make it better for yourself? Like, can... Is there a upside to feeling hot? I mean, I don't know. I guess that I make enough money that I can afford a place that allows me to continue ruining the planet but feel personally cold. Like, cooled off. <laughs> like, I'm a horrible person, but it, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is pretty much what an inner tickle is. <laughs> That's the worst example of an inner tickle. No, how about maybe knock on wood there's not an ice age happening right now we're not all dead because it's so cold there you go but well that's not yeah i'm scared okay. i'm getting yep. scared uh what's your shit corner um so i've actually felt pretty happy lately knock on wood um thank you i think that i'll go ahead and go off the shit corner of your global warming Mm. And it's that I used to be vegan, like hardcore vegan, so I didn't eat any animal products because I wanted to she save was the vegan. I wanted to save the planet. I'm a big 
big proponent of meat and cheese. Okay, I but I eat seafood. I'm only on vegan. My mouth plus eggs now. Hey, but you you do you. I'm I just know. saying that you you have a co-host who I fully support eats it. Animal. I hope maybe you'll eat some meat when we're in Philly because they love meat there. You can eat a sure Philly cheesesteak. So I although they have vegan Philly cheesesteak places. Let's talk about places I really want to eat some good food. I don't food know how there. they do it because cheese and steak are non-vegan. I don't know what they do. But okay. They do it. Look, this is going to be... The podcast that I have with you are always so long. So, that's good. Yeah. Consistency. So, basically, my shit corner is... I've realized lately, since I stopped being vegan years ago, but more and more recently, I've been just neglecting the planet. Like, I haven't been recycling sometimes out of laziness. Like, used to be I would clean out my hummus, like, containers and then recycle them. But at work, sometimes I'm just like... Uh, what's one container in the trash going to do? Old me would never do that. Mm-hmm. I would have like a paper bag under my desk where I would put all my paper. Like I wouldn't even print things. Now I'm like, I should print things because I want to highlight it and I want to print mm-hmm. copies for everyone in my meeting. It just seems like I've neglected the planet in so many ways. I feel though like now paper is the least of our concerns. It is. Like in the early 90s, yeah, paper was the big problem, deforestation, all of that. But now, we're beyond paper. We're into plastic straws. <laughs> okay. Well, I think the the inner tickle of this will be, I realized my, my wrongs and I'm going full vegan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, my wrongs. And so, I'll take a bit, bigger uh, effort to recycle. Oh, well, I'm not driving a car anymore. I my, gave my mom my car. I've been riding my bike around. There you go. So that's my inner tickle. That's a huge footprint that you're taking away. Yeah. Like, sometimes I honestly say to myself, when I throw away recycling out of pure laziness for not wanting to clean it out, I say, I was vegan for two years. I've done my part. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible that's mindset. That's a human mindset. Well, don't... maybe I want to be more than human. Well, there you go. But don't don't hurt yourself too much for that. I won't. Okay, now we're going to quickly talk about what we're doing to feel good because we're running out of time. Eventually on the podcast, we're going to do something called baby foot, which is a weird, like, sock type thing that you put on your foot that has serum in it, and it you wear it for 25 minutes, and then basically it dissolves all the skin on your feet over the next three weeks. Sounds disgusting. Because, like, what does it leave? Just like a skeleton of a foot? No, like, so I did it once before, and I found that my feet started shedding during yoga at a climbing gym Ooh. and it was the worst possible time because layers and layers is it like out. full foot no it's it's just like like a like a snake no i can't even describe it it's just like tons and tons of little little sheds Ew. but anyways it turns out i looks like i need to do it again soon i don't want you to look at my feet so yeah but can, can i just say here's the internet oh! <laughs> sorry y'all my phone is my mic all right, what's the inner tickle? The inner tickle of the baby foot is that you you actually need calluses. That's why they develop. I know. But not all over your... Anyways, let's not... Don't try to make a mental picture of what my feet look like right now. You know, people just need to... Anyways, so we're going to take a quick photo of what we're doing to feel good. We've been doing this the whole time. Well, actually, we're going to take a photo after this because I just realized... It actually feels really good. Yeah, the whole time, she, she's not just realizing this, no. but we've been laying on these things called spunk mats, and they are... Spell acu- it. S-P-O-O-N-K. Mats. 
M-A-T-S. And they're basically these acupressure mats. The one that Shannon's using has over 6,500 acupressure spikes. And I feel all 6,500 of them they, right now. They're massaging her nerves, and I have the travel one. And these things provide relaxation, glowing skin, stress relief, migraine reduction, weight loss, better sleep, depression, Like, I would sleep elimination. on this. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to lay on it for 20 minutes before you go to sleep. I mean, if you put your scalp on it, it's like a scalp massage. Yeah. We'll take some photos and we'll post them. It's pretty cool. Thanks, Spunk Matt. Thanks, Spunk Matt. Okay, we should probably sign off because now we're at 45 minutes. This is the second longest podcast I've ever had. Okay, but we can cut some stuff. We will, definitely. Okay. Should we have a sign-off song? Yeah. How is it going to go? This has been Do Good, Feel Good. Show! Bye, guys. Oh, let's, no, let's post, let's um, do our social. Oh. Our, our joint social is, is at Twitter, gaudy good, G-A-A-D-I-G-O-O-D. Our email is dogoodfeelgoodshow at gmail.com. And our Instagram is do good, feel good show. Yep. We have no personal lives. Tweet at us. Instagram Please at tweet us. Please tweet at us. All right, no pressure though. Okay. Bye. Bye.